Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the And kids. welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest edition of The Bond Chronicles It has been quite a day for us Hopefully a great day for you all And we are here with the third edition of our societal no-nos uh series so to speak yeah and so today we're going to get into the workplace and um talk about some things that are going in the workplace that a lot of people don't want to talk about uh we're going to give you all a bit of a black perspective because (laughs) we black folks we black (laughs) um so i am your one of your hosts mr bond chronicles on instagram mr ray bond on twitter and i am blessed to be here with mrs bond chronicles on instagram i'm gonna fix twitter like, I don't know what I have to do to make it work the way everybody else's Twitter apparently works, but I'm going to fix it so that I can use it. Yes. I'll get back to y'all. Uh, it is great. It has given a lot today. I don't know if you followed the trending the live topic. The live? The live. Oh, from the baby. And yeah. Danny Lay. That um, ridiculousness. So we're not going to necessarily get into that on this episode, but. Um, Twitter has a lot to give uh, from a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different updates. So if you don't have Twitter, I suggest you get it. Um, they're doing a lot of weird stuff on there that I'm not into as much, but the tweeting and the trending, all that is great. Um, but while we got you, we're going to get right into it. So for those of you who are like Tommy and didn't have a job, this will not relate to you. But you literally can- last week you were telling me that Tommy had a job. This week you don't got a job? And so, in typical relationship form, I tried to start with an olive branch. I tried (laughs) to start on a positive topic, embracing my co-host's opinion, and this is what happens every time. This is not what happens every time. It happens every time I try and throw a little something, you try and throw it right back in my face. But that's not what's important here. Um, So, no... Well, yes, Tommy did have a job, but it was a joke, and I was trying to give you something to go off of, but the live vibe killer stepped up and did her thing. So in working, uh, we've worked in different avenues, so I'm I'm sure you have maybe some different perspectives, Um, but I've typically worked in an office environment. Mm -hmm. I've worked as a salaried employee. I've worked as an hourly employee. I've worked as a minimum wage employee. I've had a ton of jobs. I've worked in service industries. I've worked in sales. I've worked in tech. I've worked in insurance. You've had a lot of jobs. I've had a lot of jobs. But one thing that has been very consistent in my jobs is my bosses always want more. And a lot of times that comes in the form of working when they didn't want to pay me or they just wanted me to do just a little bit more and not pay me and compensate me for it. So the first thing that I want to start, and this is if you're a business owner like yourself, Mm -hmm. my perspectives are probably not going to be what you want to hear. But because I've been mostly a worker in my life and I take no shame in that. Like some people are entrepreneurs, some people are business owners, some people are workers. I've been mostly a worker in my life. I'm good with that. It's afforded me a pretty good life. But somehow, somewhere, and I don't know if this all goes all the way back to slavery or not, but these slave labors of other countries, and even in this country, it has to end. And this idea that you can treat your employees like crap, you can overwork them and underpay them. And then ask and try, and we've seen a bunch of different memes of people trying to get people to come in on their day off because something went wrong. Mm -hmm. That needs to end. As a business owner, as a manager, regional manager, whatever you are, that is not your employee's job to compensate where you fell short. When you need someone to work extra, it is because there was a failure to plan on someone's behalf. And I do not believe it is the worker's responsibility to fix that problem. It is your responsibility to fix that problem. 
So when my shift is over and I clock out, I'm out. I'm out. I turn off my notifications. And if something just happens to sneak by, I ignore it. <laughs> because you're not paying me for that time. Um, so that's just my start as we for my foray into this work uh-huh. societal no-nos. But being overworked and underpaid isn't a badge of honor. I believe that maybe back in the 60s when things were in the factories, like that was a thing. Like mm-hmm. you worked your fingers to the bone. Like that you took people took pride in that. And no days off and sleep when you're dead and all that stuff. Nah, that's wrong. And as people that are workers and helping someone else get significantly more wealthy than we are, we got to take a stand. So this is my stand. This is your stand. To you, Miss Entrepreneur. Um, well, I haven't always been an entrepreneur. I have too been a worker bee. Um, actually, until like last year and a half, I've been a worker bee. Um, I've worked for other people. Um, I've also had a lot of different jobs, mostly office jobs. I've had a couple retail jobs, but I quickly realized it wasn't for me. Um, so I kind of steered clear of that. And I've never worked in a restaurant because no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I've mostly had office jobs my whole life, but the expectation of people to just work, to be working, to work. Yeah, I don't, I've never followed that suit either. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I think the one thing that I did fall guilty of working for other folks, um, I never really used my time off. Mm, We're going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, I, if I was scheduled to work overtime, obviously I'd work overtime, but I was never signing up for, you know, extra hours to do extra things if I didn't want to. Okay. Fortunately for me, almost every job I've ever had, I really, really liked. Really? Yeah. With the exception of working at the law firm, which, and it was only one law firm that I worked at that I wasn't really feeling. Um... Most of my jobs I've really enjoyed. Like when I worked at the real estate office, that was a dope job. Um, and then for the most part, I've worked in hair salons. And generally, working in hair salons. You like what you do. I really love what I do. So it was never a difficult thing to, you know, get up in the morning. Oh, I'm at the end of my day. One client walks in. Who's going to take them? It's like, sure, I'll do it. Like, that's just... But that's a little different, because I guess you're getting the full pay of whatever that service is. Mm-hmm. Whereas and if you work potential- in retail, and someone yeah. wants to walk in at no. two minutes before closing, <laughs> uh, not the same. It's not the same. Um, but I think even that, like, it's kind of slightly um, adjust topics. Like, we're seeing that now in the economy. All these people who've worked all these these jobs that were underpaid, taken for granted... And they put up with the most, they're not doing it anymore. People are quitting their jobs left and right with no problem. No problem. And they don't have a backup plan. They don't have another job lined up. They don't. They just out here floating in the wind. I'd like to know how y'all are doing that though, too, because you know, bills still yeah, gotta get I, paid. Well, for a long time, and I think it might still be the case, they can't kick you out. Oh, yeah. They had all those eviction um thingy majiggers. So yeah, that's true. Um, gives you a little bit more flexibility. It does. It does actually. Uh, but yeah, you're seeing a lot of that now. People just not putting up with crappy jobs with crappy bosses and coworkers that they don't care for, for the sake of being able to say, Oh, I have a job. Yeah. No, I, I definitely do believe we're kind of getting to a place where the idea, the novelty, the joy of having a job is not, I don't know what you would say, it's not what it used to be. Like the pride of having a nine to five or having that security is now on the, the business side. Like the real the real drive, at least from what I see on social media, is the drive to independence, the drive to freedom, the drive to generational wealth. And everybody at this point pretty much realizes that's not going to come working for someone. Um, so I feel like or at least not working for someone full time, like you can't now, yeah, that's fair. You can't expect to live a certain, excuse me, certain type of life, making a certain amount of money, and then reach retirement age, and your life is easy peasy after that. I mean, I think that's 
That's true. Uh, but I think at some point to establish like the generational wealth and to really do that, I think you got to yeah, branch out, branch out. I think the key is to build, you know, whatever business or whatever venture it is that you have while working for someone. I think the people that just take the crazy leap and just quit and go for it as a whole different level of individual. It is. Um, but I think those are the people that you see are willing to work the quote unquote overtime for free because it's building their business. It's mm -hmm. building their brand. It's building their future. Working for somebody else is building their future. Yeah, you know it. And you are quickly reminded of that anytime you have a suggestion that would better <laughs> interest you and not that person's bottom line. I mean, even when you just look at your paycheck. Like, <laughs> I think that was one of the most frustrating parts about working in a salon because, like, I know what, obviously, I know what my services are worth. I know how much money I'm selling in products and all these different things. And so I think about all those little individual numbers that add up and then I get my paycheck and it's like the commission comes off. Boom. Okay. Dang, that hurts. And then the government comes and takes their cut. Give me and that. you're just looking at the number that you have left. And it's like, oh, Jesus, I did all that hair. I stood on my feet for all those hours. And I don't feel like I have a whole lot to show for that. But I, And I think that is a great point in that that's a whole different level of when you work in a commission-based industry. Mm -hmm. And I've done, I've, like I said, I've been in sales for a while. And so you can either have the higher salary, but the trash commission split, like little to no commission incentive, or you can have the really low salary with the really, really high, high earning potential. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the person that sets that structure, they get paid, they either, get paid way. either way. And so, yes, it's great that you can start your business. But I think we've seen this, and I'll kind of pivot to like with Kanye, where he's talking about once you get to a certain point, there needs to be more equality across the board. As a rapper, we, we talked about Summer Walker's contract on, I think, two pods ago. Maybe it was last pod. It was a bonus episode. Yeah. And from listening to podcasts since then or different people that are in the industry, they were saying that's actually not a bad deal. Mm -hmm. 16 cents on a dollar. 15. It was 15, 15. They were saying Mariah Carey and Tina Turner were only getting like 20. <sighs> so for her to be a new act with little to no track record or history of phenomenal performance, she was actually in a pretty good spot. But even which is crazy to think that 15 cents on a dollar, someone's getting paid 85 cents on that dollar, and they're doing little to nothing in the form of talent. Oh, but I'm just wondering if that factors into what factors into that number because people don't really buy albums anymore. Tina Turner, Ryan Carey days. Yeah, people were lined up around the corner to buy the album, the physical CD. But it, it's, it correlates the same thing with streams. Streams? Oh, so okay. in, you actually get paid way less off streams. I think it's like, depending on which streaming service, they pay artists more, mm -hmm. which is why a lot of people like Tidal, because it pays artists more. It does. But okay. even that is like Still. less than a cent per stream or something ridiculous. Yeah. And you got people that, and I'll follow like hip hop numbers. There are people that have like billions of streams, but it doesn't equate to billions like, of dollars. It doesn't come <laughs> close to billions of dollars. Uh, so I, I think this idea and this mindset, and you see it specifically in the music industry, or even in acting, where you might be in a studio for hours and hours and hours on end. And for what? Mm -hmm. And you could be really, really dope. But if people don't embrace it, then what? What are you doing with your time? Um, and really the money, because they talk about the advance. So even if you do hit it and you start making money, they recoup that before you see anything. Um, so I just think the the mentality of this, I, I guess I'll call it American culture. But again, we go to other seas, overseas and other places, and they have like less strict labor laws than we have even here, yeah. which is a lot of which is why a lot of these corporations that are getting super rich. Not only are they screwing us here, but they're outsourcing the jobs to other places and screwing them even worse than they can screw us. Yeah. Um, and I just, 
I don't know all that it takes. I think we're seeing that with people just walking out of these jobs and now they're forcing these people that refuse to give you any money that they're offering daycare assistance. They're offering tuition um, reimbursement. They're offering right sign-on bonuses to be a bus driver. <laughs> and it's like, if you can do this now because you're desperate, why couldn't you do it before? Why didn't you just do it earlier as a humanely thing to do? And so I just, it's been eye-opening to see the numbers continue to grow. And we just signed this, well, not we, I didn't vote for the guy. Uh, we just, <laughs> they, there was just a vote of the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's been that's, signed into law as of this evening. That's a ton of debt that better pay off. And hey. if it and if it is the system of America, we know where most of that money is going to go. The money isn't real. It's not, None of it's real at this point. You know how long the national, what is it, the debt, that little... You know, have you ever? I mean, you, yeah, you've been to DC. You've yeah. seen the the little ticker basically that shows the actual national debt, and it just keeps going up and up and up. And every year, the Congress runs out of money to fund themselves. Yeah. And I guess who is it? China, if they ever call, do all the bills that we they better get, they better fight us. <laughs> <laughs> they better be ready to fight us because like, we ain't got it. In real life, like money clearly isn't worth anything. We print it every day and they throw a value on it and they make us work all our lives to get it. And so it's it's I mean, this isn't that podcast episode. Yeah. We're not going down that worm hole. But yeah. Um, so I could go somewhere with that, but I'm not. I'll move on. <laughs> To the next piece that I think coincides with this. And so I feel like if you asked most people who work 40 hours a week, if you were to ask them, how many of those 40 hours do you think you actually work? I would bet most of them work half of that. Actually work. I'm not talking about being on Facebook. I'm not talking about <laughs> checking social media. I'm not talking about commenting on nothing. I'm not talking about scrolling through your emails. Actual work. Most people are not working 40 hours a week. So as a business, I feel like you're wasting money. However, my solution is, why do we work five days a week? Under what circumstance does working five days a week really make sense? Especially when you have to work five weekdays for most people. You know what important institutions like to do on the weekends? Close early. <laughs> the DMVs, the banks, a lot of the places where you need to like handle real life business. Hey, you can't go. They close early on weekends, your dentist's office, your doctor's offices, all these places that are like important and integral parts of society, they close on weekends. But guess when you got to try and cram your way in? <laughs> on the on weekend. weekend. You want to know why? Because we've arbitrarily set up these five-day work weeks where there's so much waste and exhaustion. Whereas if we had three to four-day work weeks, you would be able to, one, save in daycare costs. Mm -hmm. Two, you would have the opportunity to run errands and get your car fixed, which is what I'm trying to do right now and to set up an appointment. And it's been a hassle because guess what? The weekend don't work <laughs> because now we're in the holiday season. So now I got to try and scramble. Whereas if I just had a day off during the week, it would make my life so much easier. easier. Trying to schedule my dog for her spa appointments, hard to do because I got to try and find a weekend when guess what? Everybody else <laughs> wants their dog cleaned and pruned and taken care of on the weekend. So I need to do more research on whose dumb idea. And I, I've done a little, and I've, I guess it happened around the factory times in the twenties mm -hmm. is when they started this, but as a business owner and as a worker, what are your thoughts on this five day work week? Well, as a business owner, it's no such thing as a five day work week. I do work for the business every day. Now, am I working eight hours on the business every single day? No. Um, with our kids, I'm lucky to have like a good hour of focused, concentrated work sometimes. Unless for me, I stay up late and I try to get a lot of stuff done during the night when they're asleep. Um, 
but that's not realistic to maintain your whole life. As a hairstylist, um, we didn't work on Mondays. Typically, most, not most salons, but most places, mostly yeah, most salons are closed on Mondays. And if they are open, they're open for limited services. And only the people who want to work on Mondays typically work on Mondays. Um, senior staff can typically opt out of Mondays. And then depending on what your um, clients look like, like your book looks like, you can negotiate some other days off during the week too, just because of how much money you bring in. But typically, they expect for you to be there, like you said, five days a week from open to close or if they have like an adjusted schedule for, right. you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think I ever had a big issue with working during the week. But most, again, this is a me situation, mostly because I've never worked a job where, with the exception of my last salon, where if I needed time to go do something or if I needed to take a day or whatever, I was just unable to do it. Um, or if I need to leave early or come in late. Like, I feel like your last job, you ran into this issue. No, that's what I'm saying. My last job, like, yeah. like my last salon, they sucked. I couldn't do, like, I missed like three vacations because they didn't approve my time off. Like, I was it, it was awful, which eventually which is what eventually made me leave. Um, because there was no way that I was going to be able to maintain the schedule that they wanted me to maintain, make good money, and take care of my household. So I was just like, no, I'm not coming back after I have the kids, y'all can kick rocks. But because they have that motto now, like the entire salon team that I worked with when I was there, they're all gone. And they've lost a lot of people. But that's what happens when you don't treat your employees like humans. Great. So that brings me to a little bit of research that I was able to find. This actually was produced today. This isn't <laughs> dated information. This is on-the-spot breaking news. Breaking news. Um, so an article on CNBC, uh, not Fox, not CNN, not one of those biased things, even though I've not into it. Um <laughs> But it says of those in of polled, it was over a thousand people. Fifty three percent said they are experiencing burnout. Shocker! Everyone's quitting. So guess what happens? They're just dumping all the work on the other people that are still there. And that's not to disparage anybody that wants to leave the job because they hated it. I completely understand it. But do understand that you are now leaving that. And we talk about overtime. They're not paying overtime a lot of times, and they're definitely not giving pay bumps. They're calling. And I'll speak about an anonymous company that I'm very familiar with. <laughs> they are dual, triple, and quadruple skilling people. Um, so they're making you more diverse in your job function, which basically means we need you to do more work because we ain't got enough you people to do it. <laughs> um, and so this number was with women and younger workers showing the highest levels at 56% and 62% respectively. So your younger workers, which for a lot of companies is really the bread and butter of these companies, these fast food restaurants, a lot of these retail organizations, most of them are dealing with men and young individuals. Um, I was reading that, so I'm not sure why he did that. Um, but, um, and it said fully 83% said a shortened work week would help. So although I hadn't read this before, they're in line with my thinking that 83% of people Feel like a shortened work week would help them. Um, we are dealing in a world where stress is at an all-time high, frustration, suicides, violence, all kinds of things. People are just so on edge. And the last thing you need is people that are on edge dealing with other people <laughs> that are on edge. Um, and then adding more workload to increase them being on edge. Uh, so I think we, even in this time, I think in society, and this kind of goes to cancer culture, People and even some of these businesses that have been run by people for years and years and years and shout out to succession and kind of they're dealing with this as well. When you want to go in a different direction, mm -hmm. you got to realize, do you want to be someone that just falls in line with the norms or do you want to be a trendsetter? Mm -hmm. And when I look at a lot of forward thinking tech companies, they thought outside the box. So one of the areas that I think is really dumb is. People that make you dress up every day to go to work. 
you want to dress for the job you want or whatever dumb saying that was. I that, remember they teach you that in school though. Yeah, school's they also do. dumb. They teach okay. You that in school. I work best when I'm comfortable, not when I can't breathe or this guy or woman that had that weighs 400 pounds is trying to put themselves in this button-up shirt <laughs> and it's falling apart and they're barely hanging on and the jacket and stuff is all beat up and bruised up. It looks awful. And no one wants to do that, which is why, guess what? When you work from home, people don't get dressed up <laughs> because they are comfortable at home looking like this or less. And so this idea that you have to go into these places and dress and look a certain type of way is just wrong. I get uniforms to differentiate who's a worker from who's not a worker in like retail in certain places. But generally speaking, who cares if people need to wear a certain type of shoe? It's comfortable for them. They work better when their feet don't hurt. Like, if I gotta, ah, can barely talk because my tie is so tight and I can barely move because my jacket is so tight, no one wants to work like that. On top of having to be- bigger clothes, like. <laughs> because if you wear bigger clothes, then you look unprofessional because it's baggy. Have you seen somebody with baggy suits? But what you're saying is that you don't like to wear it because it's too tight. So if you go up a size, not like three sizes, or like, I, I don't think, <laughs> like, I get your point, mm -hmm. but I don't get your point. <laughs> because to an extent, yes, you should walk into your office, especially in an office setting, because this doesn't apply to just every job. Why don't it? Because it don't. It, do you care if the attendant at your bank is wearing a t-shirt? If your lawyer was wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm looking at you away. Why? It's because like, there's a level of professionalism. So Harvey, why, there's a level of and professionalism. That is, the, that is the system. That's not the system. That is like, the system. That's not. Like, there's so a level Harvey of Specter couldn't do his job if he was in a t-shirt? I'm sure He'd be he a less could. of a lawyer? I'm sure he could, but would people take him seriously? But that's my point. That's the brainwashing. That's the brainwashing. Y'all think I'm crazy. Bro, I don't think it's that you're crazy, but I think there's a level of professionalism that goes with certain positions. Why? Because there is. Now, the newsboy in the newsroom, in the, the, the mail room, who's sorting the mail and delivering the mail to all the different office people, not that boy don't need to be in no suit. He's running around the building all day, pushing around a cart like he's sweaty, he's funky. He doesn't want to be sweaty and funky in a suit. Like, he'd rather be in something that he's comfortable in. My lawyer, who has to go sit before a judge in a very stately, important manner, I don't want you in no sweatshirt defending me or trying to make my case or whatever it may be. But no, But you don't realize don't. that that is, you are only saying that because of how someone is going to perceive them, not because of how good they can do their job. We sit here and we, in essence, are newscasters. We discuss news and information, correct? Yeah. So most of our top podcasts, pick one. They're not wearing suits. They're disseminating news. These people on YouTube with these massive followings, these TikTokers with massive followings, they don't wear suit and ties. I'm not saying you But they're still knowledgeable about what they're talking about. I'm not saying you necessarily have to wear a suit and tie. I'm saying that you have to look professional for some jobs. And That's why, just what it and is. And why are you saying that a t-shirt is not professional? Where does that come from? Because a t-shirt is not professional. According what to who? A, I mean, fashion. According to fashion. Like, it's not professional. You have, obviously, I'm in the fashion realm now. Like, urban apparel, streetwear, all of that. It's not meant to be presentable in a boardroom. So one, a lot of times because of the messaging and the imagery that's portrayed on said t-shirts. But again, you're talking about messaging. You're talking about imagery. I'm talking about the fundamentals of what's right and wrong. Can Mark Zuckerberg be Mark Zuckerberg in a suit? And can Mark Zuckerberg be Mark Zuckerberg in a t-shirt? So, Tom changed the game. Tom wore t-shirt. As, 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 as you, you make this, this point. So would you take someone seriously? Like, you have a case for domestic violence and you and your lawyer show up to court one day and your shirt says, and the lawyer shirt says, whoop that trick. How does that go off? Messaging isn't super important. So like that, that doesn't make sense. So again, I'm talking outside of what this is about society. Mm -hmm. So society says, yes, that judge is going to view that lawyer 
and he's going to feel a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that my lawyer won't object properly, that my lawyer hasn't reviewed the case and done a ton of casework and knowledge and information superior to his opponent that looks the part. So if I have met with said lawyer and we have a good game plan and I've trust and believe in this person, <laughs> I wouldn't care what he shows up in. Now, <laughs> now, the judge with whom I'm going before, I have to impress him. Yes. But that is not an indication of how good my lawyer is. How you dress to me has little to no indication, especially in the IT technical world that we live in. People are not worried about your three-piece, four-piece, five-piece, eight-piece suit. You don't need that to be effective at your job. I'm not saying that you Not need to mention the cost associated with dressing that way. I'm not saying that you need it to be effective at your job. I'm just simply stating is that as people, we as people, not even, just generally taking it out of the workforce and everything, we judge folks based on their appearance. I have seen the way that you've looked at people who have on sneakers that are less than desirable. Like when we first started dating, you hated, and I'm putting like a strong hate, hated my Chuck Taylors. You still don't care for Chuck Taylors. Correct. I love them. Yes. They go in an array of outfits and mm -hmm. they fit in in a lot of different places. Like, I love my Chuck Taylor. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait. Keep going. Keep going. But you frown upon them because you view them a certain way. Yes. So, so you view them a certain way because of what reason? I just don't like them. Why don't you like them? They, I wouldn't wear them. I like clean, cool-looking shoes. Why do you like clean, cool-looking shoes? Who defines shoes as clean and cool-looking? I mean, I do. No. Like, clean, is, I think clean and dirty is kind of obvious. Like, if you stink, I mean you stink. <laughs> like, if your breath smells awful, like, it smells awful. Yes. Um, dirty shoes with mud and stuff on them, like, that's dirty. Like, I think that's normal. Mm -hmm. Now, you do my hair. Or you've started doing my hair. Yeah. If I showed up at your salon and you had those shoes on, I'd be perfectly fine with you doing my hair because I know you can do hair. Yeah. I would not think, oh, she doesn't know how to do hair because she has dirty chucks on. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. So that's the difference. Like, yes, I can say, yo, that outfit's ugly. But even that, I think I'm working at Redefine. I actually just had this mental thought the other day because I was the person... Because of society that said, if I got an Adidas track jacket on, I shouldn't wear Nike shoes. <laughs> like, I've, I've criticized and killed people for that perspective. You do. You have. But Kanye made it very clear. He said, I'm not a slave to Adidas. He's like the preeminent member of Adidas in this world that we live in. And he wears Nike, Nike socks. And he wears, hey, Tiff, what's going on? And he wears, you know, Nike gloves or something like that. So what in hype culture says you can't mismatch? I remember they killed Floyd for one time because he had like a Fendi jacket with some Gucci boots with some Louis Vuitton jeans and like a Burberry hat or something. And they're like, you can't cross match these, these uh, different brands, designers and yeah. brands. Why not? If I like what each one looks like, why has society constructed this that we need to have this uniform look like you got to be Nike from head to toe? Well, Nike might make some ugly jackets. Adidas might make better jackets than Nike, but Nike make way better shoes. I should be able to put them together without people judging me. And the same thing about in a professional work environment. You keep saying professional. That's the same thing they criticize black people for. Our hair is not professional. No, that's not the same. It is. It, to it's them, the it is. To them, it is. And that's just racist. But that's not the same. But it is. The same. It's someone's perspective of what professionalism looks like. You don't think a T-shirt looks professional. That's your personal opinion. There's no facts to back that up. There's no scientific evidence to say professionalism looks like this. In Game of Thrones, professionalism looked completely different than it did today. And it did. what? I'm just that was just a time period. <laughs> I couldn't think of a time period in the Renaissance era when Pocahontas was running around. Professionalism looked different. They wore mullets and frill <laughs> and frilly Nobody shirts. Was mullet to work back then. You know what I'm saying? George Washington used to wear them curly hair. That was professional. Uh -huh. And it looks like insane. 
and they got 8,000 layers on. But that was the elite. And today we have suits and ties. We have certain types of, you know, dresses. or I don't know what women wear, business pantsuits or whatever. And I just think that needs to be redefined. Um, I think we're long past that. I think if you want to get the best out of your workers, let them decide. And if he wants to come in with his watch and chain and his vest and all that, like we have friends that, I have a friend named Reggie. Reggie loved to dress up. <laughs> we be having eating and eating engagements where you're coming to eat and he'll show up in a tight shirt. And I'm like, bruh. You gotta you don't have to take the button off. Yeah, because... with the, the thing all rolled up so the veins are sticking out of his arm so tight. <laughs> and I love the man, but I'm like, that's not what this is for. But he loves to dress that way. And I know Brandon Allen was another one that likes to dress a certain type of way. And you're using first and last names today. Okay. Now, I mean, that's what I do. It's not disparaging. Like, it's a compliment. No, yeah. Um, I'm not that way. Like, I have a pretty important role at our church. I dress like this. Like, and I've seen other people start to dress closer to this. <laughs> when, when I first started, everybody was suit and tied and buttoned up. And even our pastor is not super formal, typically. No, but, but like, I like the way our pastors dress. This Sunday was real rough. I didn't know what them shoes was. He was wearing. Them, those was bad. <laughs> Pastor Tony, I love you, but man, I, I, I would have to talk to you about that. Um, but it's just, in pastors is one thing. Just female pastors have changed the way they dress. Like, it's I know, just. Sarah Jinx Roberts, she always looks great. And then, like, grow, 15 years ago, our pastor could not wear the clothes that she wears today. Like, that, that is, true. that was not okay. The pa pastor wearing jeans was like ridiculous. Mm hmm. And so I feel the same thing in a professional environment. Like jeans have become more accepted, but we're slowly working our way off that ledge where when I first started working and I worked for the Washington, they were the Redskins, then the football team. Now it was shirt and slacks. Don't, don't you dare walk in there with jeans. Like a current job or a job, I said a current job. Um, <laughs> we had to pay United Way just to have the option to wear jeans. Like they bribed oh, us yeah, that's right. with giving to the United Way as a benefit to wear jeans. To wear jeans. And there's that that they're not the only company that does that. There's a lot of companies that incentivize you to wear jeans. Like, what are we doing? Like, I work perfectly fine. What are we doing? Or God forbid an executive is gonna come to town. Everybody knows everybody gotta dress up. Yeah. I see you when you get up in the morning. Like, go find a shirt. Nah, that ain't worn that I can't fit. I put that thing on and the joints is busting out the sides because I've been eating good. Like, <sighs> I just think we have to get to a place where these things and these symbols of what life used to look like need to change. And for me, I think dress code's one. I, clearly, you have a very strong opinion about dress codes. I didn't realize it was this strong. Like, I hope you are soon in a position where dress code does not matter for you. It had that's what I'm wearing. I would wear a t-shirt and hoodie <laughs> every day. And that's pretty much what I wear to work every day. Um whether I'm on camera or not. Um so you oh, well, so go ahead. No, I was gonna say so you talked about this earlier and I did want to get to this I think this is another point. And this is someone that has two three hundred dollars of sick leave and probably close to 100 hours of vacation. Take that, boy. And so... That kid coming. I will... Well, <laughs> I'm going to take it. But I feel like that is another huge gap in... And I've seen a bunch of instances of this where people had to leave. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to get my leave that I've earned approved? approved? Chow. It is leave that by your corporate structure is given or earned based on it's actually not given. It's earned based on the hours I work. Because if I wasn't working, I wouldn't accrue the leave, right. which means I earned this leave. But people are getting sick. They're going to the hospital. They are having a poor quality of life because they're scared to take their leave. Mm -hmm. And it is really heartbreaking. And I'm I'm still like this. I got a bunch of leave that I really want to use, but I'd be so nervous to use it. And I don't know. <laughs> actually, I do know why. Because I don't want to feel like I become a burden on my teammates. So I'm the person <laughs> that I'll be sick, sick, and I'll go to work. And I've always been that way. But now it's got to the point where I have hundreds of hours of leave. And if I leave this company, 
I just lost the you time. You lost all that time. All this time. And I feel like there, and I'm definitely not the only one. Not, there are some people that burn through it, but there's a bunch of people that have hours and hours and hours of leave and vacation and they don't take it. And if they do, then they want to work when they're on vacation. Or It's just awful, this mentality that we have about leave. And so I've talked a lot, so I'll let you go. <laughs> Um, I think that's like you were just talking about programming and all that. That is definitely something that we've all been programmed to feel. Yeah, you get vacation. Yes, you get sick leave. But do you really need to take it? The fact that I, as a grown adult, have to come in after a day off and provide you some sort of proof as to why I needed to take a day off yesterday. I, I don't care if I just wanted to sit at home and paint my toenails in the quietness of my home. Like if I need to take a day off, I'm going to take a day off. And I never felt as, again, generally speaking, I've worked really great jobs. I've never really had a problem with my bosses, not letting me take my time off or take vacation until my last job. And when I missed, because we wanted to go to San Francisco for the game, I couldn't go because I couldn't get my time off approved. Because even then, they were jerking around my schedule because they wanted me to change my schedule to accommodate them more. Not to make my life easier as an employee, but to accommodate them more. And then I missed the trip with the girls' trip because they wouldn't approve my leave. I almost missed our honeymoon <laughs> because they wouldn't let me take leave. When we got married, the day we got married, I made sure my shift was covered. I made sure I moved my clients off the books. I made sure my day was closed and everything was in order. I told them the week before, hey, I'm getting married next Wednesday. I need the day off. You know what they did the morning that we got married? They text me like, hey, so are you coming in? <laughs> If I can tell you how pissed off I was, like, it, to me, I just don't understand the mentality of forcing people to work. I mean, I, I get it. You got to work. You got to make a living. Whatever. whatever. But I, like you said, we earn our leave, We, regardless of it's the sick leave or the vacation, you earn it. Why do you want sick people coming into the office or coming into your place of business and potentially getting other people sick. Because what they know that, that make? the other people you get sick will still come to work. <clears throat> and people, you just got to stop doing it. Like, it's funny. We see all the memes. Like, people, hey, I submitted my leave and the, you know, you didn't wait to book the trip to find out if it was approved or not. But more people need to just start doing that. Because what are you going to do? If I cover all my bases, which technically shouldn't even necessarily be my responsibility, because I'm just a worker bee. You constantly remind me I am a worker bee. I don't own anything. I don't make any decisions for this business. It should be your job to make sure that my time off is covered. But I do the courteous thing as your employee and make sure that my time off is covered, my assignments are finished, whatever I have to do for the time period that I'm going to be gone and you don't have to worry about my duties or anything like that, it shouldn't be an issue to use my time off. Regardless of what it's for. And when they started requiring me to like have a signed doctor's note, like for me, like that's when I knew the end was coming at that last job. Oh, Claude Marcel. Um. <laughs> An awful place. I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> like it makes absolutely no sense for people to feel so bad and conflicted on the inside about using time off. And again, people are experiencing burnout and have all the stress because one, <laughs> they're so committed to these jobs that if you died tomorrow, we all have heard the saying, your job would be posted the next day. They'll send your family some flowers, you know, they'll make an announcement to your team or, you know, to your office, but they would still be looking to replace you the next day. And it's not, you know, personal, it's business. It shouldn't be personal that you need to take your time off, period. It's business. And my business is making sure I'm good. So it's funny you mentioned that. Because <laughs> um, I've been in this situation a, a lot of times. Um, one extreme example 
I was working at Jimmy John's. Oh, Jimmy John's. In Philly. And I still, I love Jimmy John's. Y'all food is A1. Anytime I'm around, I see one, I get it. Why are you shaking it? Hmm? Some people have better taste than others in food. <laughs> um, but I was work- I was a delivery driver slash renaissance guy because it was a new startup in Philly when I was in college. And I had a friend coming in town. And I told them, hey, oh. <laughs> I have a friend coming in town. I'm going to host them. And I need the time off. They said, okay, but you got to find a replacement. One, that shouldn't be my problem. <laughs> I have time off. I shouldn't have to find a replacement to help you run your business. Like, I did my part. Um, but nonetheless, so friend of mine, uh, good dude. But day before my friend was supposed to come in town, my the guy that was, said he was going to work for me, that was my friend, was like, nah, I can't no, even I can't do, it. do it. So I called my the boss at the time, like, hey, such and such said they can't make it. He said, well, then you, you don't have your time off. <clears throat> I said, well, no, <laughs> I don't have to come in because I did my job. I found a replacement. That guy needs to find a replacement because he replaced me. So I'm out of this loop. Um, I'm just informing you. I'm just letting you know as a courtesy, like he needs to find somebody else. <sighs> Long story short. I didn't go to work that weekend. And when I showed up on Monday, they let me know I don't work there anymore. (laughs) So I lost my job because I took the leave that I had earned. I found the replacement. And because that replacement didn't do their job. And this is like two days. This wasn't a week. It was a weekend. I was in college. They didn't want me working anyway. (laughs) Like it would, I was working with slicers and stuff like they probably, I'd probably be retired and rich had they forced me to work because I'd have messed some stuff up given where I was at at that point in my life. Um, or it would have been a whole lot of free stuff going out because he was I'm that out. dude too. Like, you you piss me off. I'm going to find a way, uh, allegedly, to get you back or get even. You ain't going to just get over on me. Like, that's what we're not going to do. Um. But people, take your leave. I had a situation that had to come up today where our, our son has been coughing a little bit because he hard-headed and he keep doing stuff we keep telling him not to do. And I probably should have taken off, you know, spent some time with him. But I got a new agent and I got to get people acclimated and set up before I go out. So I worked all day. Um, but those are things that I personally am going to do a better job of, specifically with sick. I always like to keep a vacation bank because you never know when I want to bounce on them jokers. Um, but take a sick time. Like mental health's really, really important. Um, outside of that, just the ability to breathe. We talked about having the shorter work week. Without having that work week, like I have certain people on my team, some of the older people, they got pre-planned vacation every Friday. They take, they get off four hours early. They ain't got nothing to do. They just don't want to be here. Um, and it, it's really, really important that we do a better job. And I see Dawn, you said, um, uh, Hey, I don't play with my time. I work hard. So I make sure I take vacation for my sanity. And when you, you, have to. you and you got that little one, um, too. I so know, he's so cute. Oh my so, God. So, so cute. So it, it's just, it's a different day <sighs> where people are a lot more open to mental health. And this goes all the way up to, there's a football player who's on my fantasy team, which kind of blows me because he was one of my top picks. But he had to step away for mental health reasons. Kyrie Irving has had to step away, and he's a phenomenal talent before this this COVID thing because he had to get his head together. Yeah. And it, like, physical and mental health doesn't have an age. It doesn't have a tax bracket. Mm-mm. It doesn't have a even a religious background. Like, there are a lot of Christian people that really, really struggle because they don't want to get the help. They don't want to seek the counsel to get stuff out or whatever it is because of their background, their upbringing, or their spiritual beliefs. Uh, and that's just, it's just not not right. The world we live in today, people got road rage, people got pent up rage, people just tripping. And that's a good way to put it though. What? Well, people are just tripping. Yeah, people just be tripping. <clears throat> and it's sad, but then we wake up and we're like, why would they do that? Yeah. What caused them to do that? People stressed. 
And a lot of it starts with money and jobs. If people were paid a living wage and given the freedom to take the time that they need, people would be better workers. I believe most people, contrary to what people believe about society and what people believe about people that are on welfare, stuff like that, I think most people want to work. Most people want to have their own. Most people don't want handouts. Society has conditioned us to be those kind of people where we kind of, the point is to scam the system because the system's been broken and taken advantage of us for so long. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get back or get even however we can. Yeah. But I think at the heart of people, when God created us, Adam worked in the garden. Adam and Eve, they had a job to tend to the garden and they loved it. And you've talked about all the jobs you've had. You've loved them. I've had a couple jobs, not a lot. <laughs> I've had one or two jobs that I've really, really loved. And some of those jobs were the least fin- financially lucrative jobs that I had, but I really enjoyed it. My The bosses I had worked with me, were flexible, accommodated me. And I just think we need more of that. Don says again, I used to be a supervisor. I used to remind my staff to take breaks. They were no good to me if they weren't feeling good or doing right. I encourage time off. They earned it. They need to take it. We 100% agree. Because at the, like you said, at the end of the day, what it really boils down to are people still capable to do their job. Can I do my job when I'm sitting here thinking about my sick kid at home yeah. that I could be at home with? Or but, I'm hearing cough all day. Yeah, but I'm not at home with them because I'm so worried about losing my job or getting in trouble for using time off that I've earned. Or getting behind and because there's no one to, no one to cover, cover me. Now like, I'm, I'm crushed when I come back. Right, so I'm stressed at work and then I'm worried about whatever else is going on in my life. Of course, people are like, all over the place and scatterbrained and just it's just rough these companies definitely need to take note that one of the big reasons why people are leaving is because they realize that they don't have to live their life with that kind of stress anymore nobody does and especially for the wages (laughs) that we were paying people like i'm not getting paid enough i still have to work a second job like just to make ends meet and you want me to stress no, it's not worth it anymore. Um, and so I really think the final piece for me is kind of on that same front of feeling like you have a voice within your environment. And I feel like way too often people don't speak up because they don't feel heard and they don't feel valued. And because of their title or their role within the company, the people that run the company don't give them the opportunity to share. And I've worked for a number of different organizations where there's such a wide disparity in communication and understanding of what the bottom of the pyramid looks like when it comes to the workforce. And so like, I work for a company now and they do a great job of sending out surveys and they do that on a regular basis. And I appreciate the survey because it does give you a chance to one, to a certain extent, vent, but two, share your opinion. The issue with that is if you keep asking for my opinion, but I don't see it being implemented, then what's the point? You're just checking a box. You're just doing this for some arbitrary reason. And I think a lot of the best companies to work for genuinely value the feedback of their employees. And as someone who's been an employee and as someone who's been in a bunch of meetings with management from a variety of different companies, well, they ain't a whole lot smarter than a lot of the people that they got working for. (laughs) In a lot of cases, they've been doing some really dumb stuff that is not well thought out and it's not people friendly. It might be bottom line friendly, but somewhere in society, we got to a place where We value the bottom line over the people. But if you really understood that the people are more important, they would drive your bottom line higher. Yes. And happy people produce more. If you have good friends, you have better relationships. If you have toxic relationships, your friendships probably suck and you don't want to deal with those people. And you're going to give those people the bare minimum of your time because you don't really think that they provide the value. Um. So I I think we will get to a point where things will be better. I think we're seeing, in some cases, younger CEOs. Um, But again, the the topic has really been the societal norms. And for too long, 
we as people have allowed this this wealth gap to continue to increase and not only is it increasing in money it's increasing in peace it's increasing in happiness it's increasing in joy and then you're bringing that stress and that stuff back into your homes so your kids are being impacted your spouse and significant others are being impacted and it's just it's continuing to grow and blossom until a point where we see people just not working and to your point I don't know what these people are doing. I don't know <laughs> where their money's coming from. I don't know how they're this like, is. Tell me, everybody's gotten the illegal job now. Like I think that we saw the issue with the PPP loans. There's a reason why people was cashing out on the PPP loans because I mean, but even now, like when you think about the whole that tax thing that they're gonna do next year, where because people aren't putting it in their banks and they're not flowing through mm -hmm. your regular avenues. Yeah. They're going to start watching PayPal. They're watching Cash App. All these ways that yeah. people were using alternative means to get paid from other things they're doing. The government's like, oh, well, you can still do all of that. But we need some. But we need our cut. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was you going to share something? Oh, yeah, I was. I wasn't sure if you yeah, were done yet. Though. I'm, I'm right. I'm good. I'm no, good. you're good. You're good. Um, to your point, I think the biggest one of the biggest issues with society now is that people value the dollar over the person and a few years ago the ceo dan price made like headlines across the world because he cut his own salary uh i guess the number was 90 percent um so that all of his employees working for his company could have a seventy thousand dollar minimum pay um minimum salary. salary there you go and everyone told him your business is going to fail your employees are going to suck like just say goodbye to your company this year earlier this year he updated people as to where his company was going his revenue has tripled tripled basically wow. since he implemented these policies and when he was doing, I saw the interview, I think on Good Morning America, um, he was just like, my employees, if without my employees, my company doesn't work. People work better. People feel better. People do a better job when they feel valued, whether it's monetarily, whether it's, you know, through opinions, through whatever you have to do to incentivize someone to enjoy their job. Like I said, I haven't had a whole bunch of jobs that I've just absolutely hated, but Every job that I really disliked, I was actually making more money than the jobs where, yeah, I, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, you know, that I really loved. Um, but it makes a big difference for people to feel like they matter at a place that they have to go into or, you know, if you're working from home, have to interact with these people more than almost you interact with your family. And I think that's the part that is missing here. I'm taking time away from my life, the people I love, the people I care about, to come in here and do a job. Regardless of the fact that I have to do this job to provide, I still want to enjoy doing it. You hear all the time about people working jobs and they hate the job. They hate what they do. And at one time, they used to love what they do. Like It's because the work environment can suck the life out of people. And it just shouldn't be that way. Mm -hmm. um for mental health reasons for you know just a plethora plethora just on the very basic humane level like people should really be able to enjoy being whatever it is that they want to be whether it's an entrepreneur a worker bee a supervisor whatever you should be able to enjoy your job yeah agreed definitely agreed uh, well, this is not a job for us. This is entertaining really fun, like which is why we keep coming back uh, as much as we can on time. I'd be having more stuff, but I don't want to be killing you all the time with more and more information. But I know it's Monday, so football is about to come. Who's playing tonight? Uh, the Rams are playing somebody, and I know this because Odell's playing. I want to say the 49ers, and mm. I need Odell to have a big game. It is 49ers. Um, and I'm playing against a bunch of 49ers, so Odell, hold me down, buddy. I didn't turn my back on you when they cut you. Stay, <laughs> stay true. Um, but again, you know how this thing goes. We definitely appreciate you guys. Um, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the comments. Um, definitely continue to share. 
these like, comment, subscribe, like, comment and subscribe, stuff. hit the bell. So you get the notifications of when we do things like lives. Um, it's just, it's just been a ride and uh, some new things, some new doors have opened for me. Um, and I'm excited about that. I got to do that later on tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, life is too precious. Um, life, life is really precious and who you spend your time with matters. And so in life, things are going to happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Choose wisely. And if this episode hasn't told you anything, always bet on you. And if this episode or any of our episodes and what we've done has been a blessing to you, please go ahead and bless us. I believe the cash app down there at the bottom, um, other different ways. We make more, we got more than $600, so the government's going to see it, so don't worry. Um, it's not tax deductible, but it's for a good cause. Uh, so thank you again. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.